Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So you pretty much flow with the goal. We're not here just to take part. We're here to take over. If you want to fight, let's fight right now. I guarantee you, man. You wake up on the ditch. Let's do it. Okay, UFC 187, and this is the most stacked card of the, <laughs> yep. of the year so far. And it's been a good year for the UFC fights. Unbelievable to think this card was actually better yeah. than, than it is what it still is. Yep. Um, I think, was this the card that they originally slated to be their first one in New York City? It could, and that's why I was all stacked that's up. That's why I was stacked. Didn't, mm. didn't go through or something like that. I uh, can't remember, but could very well rings be, a bell. But it was an awesomely stacked card. Yeah, that unfortunately lost two big names, and I mean the biggest being John Jones, of course. Yep, um, and uh, Kahib Nurmagomedov. Oh, jeez, that was close. Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. But you know, it's still got a lot to offer, even from the undercard. Yep. Um, so let's start. Let's go fight for fight. Let's start at the bottom of the undercard with Justin Scoggins versus Josh Sampo. Um, one of the things I love about this undercard is the awesome names, like Scoggins. It's just, yep. That's a fighting name if you ever heard of it. <laughs> it just sounds like you'd be in the car park or some pub, just bring it, taking on all comers or something. Yeah, exactly. what, like, you have to be a bit of a, uh, a bit of a non-traditionalist to fight in the UFC with a nickname Tank. Well, I'm going to say because there is one bloke that kind of made that name. Already, Tank Abbott. I mean, a different weight divisions, very much so. Yeah, yeah but uh, he he casts a big shadow, figuratively yeah, and, and literally. literally. Yeah, but um, he, he can't read, so I don't think he knows. <laughs> his well, like if he corners you, you're fucked. But you know, if you can get a, a bit of a five meter head start and a bit of a jog, uh, you're probably going all right. You'd probably be all right. So Justin Scoggins, his only two losses have been in uh, his last two UFC fights um, against uh, Dustin Ortiz and Josh uh, Moraga. Um, Johnny Moraga. Did I say Josh? Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, so he's coming off two losses, as is Josh Zampo. So both these fighters are looking... One of them's going to go three in a row for losses, and that doesn't look good. Yeah, and I think they're yeah. kicking off the, this card, and I think whoever doesn't win is probably kicked off full, full top. Yep. Yeah, it, it's always tricky when you see fighters step up, because both of them only got one or two fights in the UFC besides their losses. So they've got yeah. they've got UFC wins, but you know a single win for... Uh, I think a win each. Yeah. Um, and if you... you one and two, after you've stepped up to the big leagues, you can't can't afford to go one and three. No, it's exactly what Ben just said. You know, three losses in a row. There's not many people that um, hang on to their contract after that. No, but, only the guys that are willing to step up at late notice and have really put in time with the company tend to be able to fight through that. Yeah, I think Dan Hardy might be the only one that's probably still hanging on, even though he's not sure he's retired yet or not. Um, the uh, Justin's also got a seven year age advantage in this one and I say advantage um, they're still both around the same number of fights yeah. um, American top team versus uh, uh, Rodrigo Vaz um, so it, I think that uh, you, you'd hope that Josh Sampo can have the advantage on the ground if you're 
you know basing your game off jujitsu. But mm, um, yep. look, Justin's got some good submissions in his on his record as well. It's funny though you say a seven year advantage uh, to the twenty three year old. Honestly, I reckon a lot of these fighters don't hit their peak till around twenty six, twenty seven. Because the at twenty three, they're still sort of getting that old man toughness about them. Um, it it tends to hit later than a lot of um, more precision sports. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Um, you can the, the technique can take a little bit longer for it to develop in, mm. um, um, but you're certainly not past it at thirty either. No, no, yeah, not at all. You got some good years ahead of us, but um, uh, it's really the only main difference. I mean, these guys are similar experience-wise, um, but like we said, two losses each in their last two fights, uh, so they're going to have to come out and really go for it. Well, mm. American top team uh, getting their ass kicked at the ultimate fighter. They're so they want to show something. They could use some positive publicity <laughs> at the moment. So, uh, look, and I think I'm going to go with the tank on this one. Um, he hasn't been that bad in his losses, um, but he's really going to need to turn this one on to to keep his uh, keep his job. Yeah, I'm going with Scoggins as well. No, I'm going to stick with Sampo just because his name's the Gremlin. Kind of looks like JDS. <laughs> doesn't he look like a small JDS? Yeah. Okay, fight number two is the, the gift to everybody. It's Islam Makashev. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with it. That's how that yep. name's pronounced. The other one I know I can pronounce correctly, Leo Kuntz. Yeah. And go, I know you got something prepared, so let's go. Well, I was going to say, if there was anyone we were ever going to sponsor, it's got to be this cat. <laughs> it's got to be this cat. And I mean, I mean, we don't have any money, so we're not going to do it. But I mean, I totally would, but Redock fucking stole that shit. I, I, no, I don't think we should sponsor him. Like, his nickname's The Lion. So he's a lion cunt. Well, yeah. which, which sets me up perfectly for my next one. <laughs> I said, I'd really just want to see the headline. Islam defeated by the lion cunts. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Islam's under attack for some lion cunts at the moment. So it's be interesting to see that one out there. Well, cunts can take a pound too. Well, he just keeps on going. This is true. That's when you're a tough cunt. <laughs> hmm. uh, you know, the problem is if he gets his guard penetrated, he, he turns to water. <laughs> turns to water <laughs> if he gets too sweaty things can get really slippery too yeah, it says a lot about your cunts <laughs> alright so I got more we, we got more do we no thank god um, we, we're also saying you know, going through um, uh, should we say the line yep going through the Lions uh, record um, this is his USA USC debut um, and he's fought in some weird and wonderful Organizations, including beat down at four bears, ten. Yeah, I'm yep. pretty sure that was an actual bear he fought. <laughs> um, but who else but the cunts could fight at uh, the Playboy fighting fight night? <laughs> um, oh, you, you got to love that. I, I don't reckon they even saw his tapes or anything before that. They just booked him on the name alone. Yep. Got sucker punched too. Yeah, probably <laughs> yeah. got sucked off as well. <laughs> yeah, got uh, got a nice little DQ, DQ win. Um, he's coming up against the undefeated Russian Islam Makashev. Um, also making his USC debut, he's, he signed a four-fight deal. Um, when you say he's uh, Russian um, with a sambo judo background, fighting the UFC, he's everything you would expect him to be—just yep. one hard nut. He looks like he's been training against bears. Yeah, uh, we're, and- we're looking at some of those fights. They're in a, a cage, look like it's in the ocean. I reckon it's probably mm-hmm. in the Arctic or something. <laughs> you know, no, we have first fight is ours. Um, it, it's everything you'd expect him to be. Um, I think this is going to be a really great fight for the undercard for the two guys making their UFC debut again, looking to make a big show of it. Yeah, um, I'm I'm on the Russian on this one. Yeah, I just I, I hate going against the Russians. 
Well, he's, he's Dagestani, isn't he? So he's yep. probably mixed up with uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov right. and those fellas. He was thinking of Sambo champion as well, which obviously kind of have good throws and a good base to get the fight to the ground. Yeah, Sambo judo background, which kind of go um, hand in hand, um, mm. so to speak. But um, So he, he's going to look to um, get in close, um, hurt him on the outside with the kicks, get in close, grab him, throw him down and ground and pound out for the win. Yeah, he's going to pound that cunts. He's eleven and zero, but it well, from from what the footage we were watching, his competition didn't seem too much chop. No, however, he looked really good. Yeah, I'm gonna say he looked like he was a class above the rest of the competition, which you need to be if you're going to go from um, the yeah. the others. And he the said he'd spent some time training at AKA as well, yep. didn't it? So I mean, there's no yeah. slouches there either. I mean, one criticism you get of a lot of judokas is that they don't punch that well or take punches. He seemed to punch pretty bloody well to me. Yep. Yeah, done a lot of kickboxing in his time. Mm. Um, so uh, a real mixed martial artist uh, coming from yeah. a lot of styles. I think that's exciting to see now. Like, you're not getting any more um, one dominant style fighters coming through. Yeah, Like the young lads, they're all mixed martial artists from day one. That's what they've trained to be. And you know, they, they're walking into the gym on the first day thinking, oh, I'm going to fight in the UFC one day. Yep. So I've got cunts. I'm going cunts. You're just going so, cunts. Just so I can come back. He's 17 and 1. Um, fighting out of ATT. So, yeah, I'm on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the mad Russian. It's got to be the Russian. Um, and, we've yeah, got to get, and we've got to get the Russian nickname, surely, by the end of this I fight. I think the real winner of this fight is us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if um, Islam can beat uh, Leo the Lion, um, the nicknames just write themselves, don't they? Yep. He's got to be... If he beats up the cunts... <laughs> I mean, he, he's got to be Islam the cock. He's got to be something. I mean, the nicknames just write themselves. Trust me, I reckon we'll have about 200 by next week. <laughs> if you get sponsored... Like, how is no one sponsoring Leo, though? Like, you think Tampax would jump on that or some crap? Well, he's, he hasn't lost yet, so he hasn't really needed much, you know, stemming of his... <laughs> Apparently he's not very approachable though He's a bit of a stuck up cunt oh, geez, What if Islam opens him up Oh cunts is bleeding everywhere oh, Joe's got to be all over it surely yeah, yeah. So oh. that's the only reason to watch this fight I mean it'll be a great fight The only reason to watch it though is just to see how they go yeah. uh, with, with, with the names I'm, I'm here Goldie I, I'd, I'd love to just do alternate commentary just for that fight <laughs> If we're allowed to we would <laughs> Except we get sued Okay, fight number three of the three fights. We got Mike Quicksand Pyle, the world's deadliest mullet since uh, Roy Nelson, um, versus <laughs> Colby Chaos Covington. Uh, he's got to do something about that name because he sounds like the forgotten tag team partner of Hunter Hearst Helmsley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's um, I was just thinking it sounded like butters. And Professor Chaos. <laughs> he looks like he's uh, just getting his driver's license shot yeah. on his uh, publicity photo. He does, not he? Um, he, he's a late call up um, for Mike Pyle um, uh, filling in um, it's 7-0 and as well so you know that uh, you, you do that kind of thing you're going to get lots more jobs well yeah I think uh, if, if you're a late call up you've kind of got one in the bank yep. you, you can afford to take a loss um, you don't want to because if you get the win it's even fucking better but uh, he, he's committing to the company helping Dana out and Dana tends to appreciate that um, 7 wins and 0 losses and uh, 5 coming from um, uh, submissions so it uh, looks like he, he doesn't mind getting down and dirty with it. 
He's fighting out of an American top team, which I think is their third fight, fight representative in a row. Third in a row, yeah. So American top team uh, either going to have a good night or they're looking to set up their, their losing streak for the fighter right into the biggest pay-per-view I, of the year. I'm going to say, it's not going to be good for their publicity's... Um, yep. Yeah. Obviously, good. the ultimate fighters, like, it's already been recorded and we're behind playing catch-up, so they know the result. But it could be a potential disaster for American top team signing this up, which we don't want because I want to see more of team versus team on team ultimate fighters. Mm-hmm. working so well, yeah. Um, versus the veteran, uh, Mike Pyle. Uh, I had a look. He's been fighting since two thousand, uh, since 1999 and in the UFC since about 2009, I think. He still looks in pretty good nick too. Oh, he hasn't yeah. been beat up, not punch drunk. He's always looking after himself. Um, but amazing, he have a 10-year career before the UFC and he's, yeah. he's still hanging around. Um, How long do you have to be in the UFC before you get life membership, you reckon? I think, yeah. He's uh, got to be close to it, surely. He's one of those guys that, um, you know, is always good. Hey, we need some, another fight on the card. Yep. Here he is. Um, you know, punch in the clock. Six foot one, too. So he's fairly tall for the Oxford range. It's a fairly nice size. I think he has a history in kickboxing as well, doesn't he? Or Mai Tai or something yeah, like that. Yeah, at this stage, I mean, he's, you know, 16 years into his MMA career. I think he's <laughs> a genuine MMA. It's just, uh, why call yourself quicksand? Like, you're sinking? Like, especially when his name's Mike Pyle. I thought Goma would have been a gimme. <laughs> or weight pile or I don't know driver yeah pile driver go with that Mike the driver pile yeah, it just doesn't really work does it he could call no. himself hemorrhoids <laughs> <laughs> you know, I bust up your ass <laughs> I don't know he, he didn't think it through obviously no I'm sure there's a reason for quicksand like you know maybe he wants people to think that they're drowning and suffocating who knows it, it's one of those ones that he must have had it so long that it, it kind of somebody can't else, jump away yet. Somebody else gave it gave it to him or something like that. And he's like, no, nah, I don't like it. And then everyone started calling him like, oh shit, I'm stuck with it now. There's probably a completely reasonable reason for it. It's like something I probably got stuck in quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's one com- day I got stuck in quicksand. Wait, quicksand. That's it. <laughs> that's right, because it's little known this, but he used to actually be in a cartoon in the 80s. That's the only place you ever see fucking quicksand. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, but I, I think Mike Pyle's got too much experience. He's going to... Um, be um, a step up in class for, for Colby I'm on the veteran for this one no I'm going with chaos um, I'm basing that on your love very, of al- very little fact um, your just, love of alliteration yeah pretty much yeah I'm going with Mike Pyle um, no other reason that uh, Colby's a wrestler of ATT and generally it's pretty boring as shit so I want Mike to throw some legs throw some knees no I'm just seeing chaos's ears um, there's a fair bit of cauliflower so it should have been Colby cauliflower Covington that would have been much better. That would have been much better. I was just trying to think. I think he was... Um, was he first div NCAA wrestling? Um, was, sorry, I'm just checking. He, uh, out of Oregon State. So, yeah, good wrestling school as well. All-American in 2011. Um, so, it, the... Uh, the best base for MMA is wrestling. Yep. Um, let's see uh, how he goes against a, a real veteran. Um, coming off a couple of submission... Uh, a submission, a rear naked choke win and... Uh, a couple of other submissions um, in his last few fights. So um, good to see a, a good fight for him at a good time of his career. But uh, I'm still behind Mike. Well, see how it goes. And first fight on the prelim card now. Um, we've got the one and only uh, women's match for the uh, event. We've got uh, Rose Thug Namajunas versus Nina the Strina Answeroff. Yeah, that's uh, bullshit. Pantseroff has to be her name. Yeah, name has to be Pantseroff, surely. But, if you want to go the rhyming fucking name, Nina the Strina, what the fuck is a Strina? Well, maybe you've got it wrong. Maybe it's Strina. 
<laughs> As in like, Nina's Man. trying to put dicks in her cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a stroke? <laughs> well, I couldn't go the obvious route. <laughs> well, you, you did. You went the obvious route. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, it, it's going to be a common theme, I think, talking through this card is just having to go at their names. But Nina, the Strina, I mean, go back. Surely these guys have access to a marketing department or something. That's just horrible. And I can't pick her on that alone. Um, I think. Women's MMA has been undervalued, I think, for quite a while. You know, Rousey has probably it's been, been responsible under- for taking on her shoulders, and you know she's one of the most recognisable MMA fighters out at the moment, guys or girls. Uh, and everyone's sort of along in her wake. No one's at her level. But honestly, the amount of action you get in a lot of the women's MMA fights, especially girls like this, it's going to be a great fight. I I really am looking forward to watching it. Because uh, they they're both very attacking fighters. They'll both come out and try and knock each other's head, head off, and it'll be a fantastic. Uh, I expect a finish, and I think it'll be a good watch. Well, Rose always goes hard. She's got lots of yeah. heart. She's only relatively new to fighting mixed martial arts, but she's the partner of Pat Barry, who loves to go in there and throw some big fucking kicks. And she's shown that she's got heart. Um, probably not as well polished as some of the other fighters around, but she'll give it a hundred percent. I think that's the thing with the women's division. Um, once you get past the sort of the top two or three, it, it isn't very polished. I mean, yeah. even at USC Adelaide, we saw mm. we saw some great fights, but yeah. they, they weren't pretty fights. Yeah, um, this could be a bit of that too. Um, like you saying, Rose is only a fifth um, professional fight. Yep. Um, both fighters have a taekwondo and jujitsu background. Yep. Yeah, and Ansarov sounds very much like a, a Russian tennis player. So it does, com- especially yeah. Nina. Yeah. yeah, and so you combine that with Taekwondo, expect a lot of yelling. Uh, it'll be a very noisy fight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. going to be more grunting than... Mm. Okay, mm. we know. We'll look back to the cunts here. <laughs> um, I'd like to see Reebok bring out a shoe called the Striner. It's got a ring to it, I think. It's got a ring to it. Yeah, it could be marketing genius, I reckon. Could be a bit slippery. <laughs> um, so uh, do we, we all think Rose? Yeah, yeah look, Rose. when you look at who's... Like, Rose is coming off two losses. But they're to two champion female fighters. Uh, Esperanza, which... Uh, well, literally was a championship fight. Yeah. yeah. That was her last fight um, back in uh, December last year. And then Tisha Torres, she's top quality as well. Um, like we were saying before, that Ronda Rousey's head and shoulders above all the other women in MMA. Uh, no one's close. But those are the girls who've been at it long enough and have worked hard enough that they're the next step. And the thing is, also, um, it's been... Uh, talked about with the last uh, championship fight in this division where it was Carla Esparza versus JJ. Yep. And um, JJ just gave her a touching up, kicked it, her ass. It was a... Di- they, they weren't in the same class. Yeah. Not and, even close. And also what happened today, I think it was today or yesterday, uh, Jessica Aguilar from Invicta, their 115-pound champ, uh, got released to come to the UFC. So right. she's probably going to be jumping in line for a title shot um, relatively soon. Yeah. So it's really heating up at the top end. So this fight could, could possibly be a... Um, you know, sort of for that two down to a fifth spot. Sort of almost like a, not a number one contender, but certainly yeah. an eliminator to get yeah. to that spot. Yeah. put yourself in that top five, mm-hmm. I reckon. Well, look, I mean, it's a women's fight. It's the only women's yeah. fight on the biggest card of the yeah. year. And a new division for the women as well. So it's not that strong to begin with. Young division, yeah. But there are uh, recruiting going on, which is going to beef that, that division up. Actually, did you see uh, Rousey had a bit of an interview today where she talked a bit of smack? Oh, you fancy know, as, that, as eh? usual. Who fucking could guess that? No, <laughs> As opposed, like, she's always having a crack at uh, Cyborg, but this one, they were talking about um, how she said she 
she reckoned she could take some of the men in her weight division. Yeah. And they, you know, because of the recent sporting uh, history, they've thrown up Floyd Mayweather. And she threw out, the only time I'd hit him was if we were dating. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's not a bad one. Yeah. I reckon she's lying. I reckon she'd hit him anyway. <laughs> I reckon she would too. I'm going to say, the last I saw, um, she had a win over Turtle. But that's uh, coming up in the, the Entourage movie. Oh, yeah. That's right. um, oh, she had a win over some that crazy chick in Fast and Furious as well. Um, okay, so uh, Rose, we think, all, all the way around. Yeah. I think she's just going to be too aggressive. All right, and back on the tennis players, Rafael Nadal is uh, fighting Uriah Primetime Hall. Um, yeah, Rafael. Is, is I was going to say, Uncle Hanash would be fucking <laughs> pissed off right now. <laughs> no, you'd have to say it'd be Rafael Sapo Natal. Yeah, it is Rafael Natal. I, I wonder how many times he's heard the Rafael Nadal jokes. Because I think I'd still have to spend a good half an hour if I ever met him. <laughs> Depends how many of you punch in the face afterwards. So. <laughs> yes. Probably a direct correlation there. I, I, I'd get a couple in. I reckon it'd still be worth it. Um, look, it feels like it's been years since um, Uriah Hall's been on The Ultimate Fighter. And yep. one of the most dominant performances on The Ultimate Fighter since probably Roy Nelson. Oh, one, Until of, the finale. one of the scariest. Um, Until the finale, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know about dominant, but... Uh, he damn near killed two blokes. He had, he had Bubba like, just about shit in his pants and yep. definitely just mm. anxiety attack because he had to fight him. Yeah. And I think the big part of that was uh, Uriah Hall knocked him out damn cold and then he was apologetic for it. Yeah. So it's not like he was a, a bulldozer who was trying to kill people. He was just that vicious that even without meaning to, he'd knock motherfuckers well out. And as soon as he came out of the house, though, we, we didn't see that the same killer instinct from yeah. him. Um, yep. You know, he was... Um, I think arrogance lost him the the UFC uh, the sorry Ultimate Fighter finale. Yeah, um, and he followed it up with another uninspiring split decision loss. Yeah, um, and then we finally got to see the killer instinct again when he um, retired Chris Levin. Yep, um, we need to see more of that from him um, because he was penned as this guy could go anywhere and do anything, and we still haven't seen it yet. But he's throwing a couple of wins together. He he needs another win here. Yeah, um, and against- they're, they're both stand up. Sorry. No, no, go. Against a legit guy. They're both stand-up fighters, but um, it should be really exciting. Even with uh, Natal's loss to Tim Kennedy, they were put on an awesome performance for that entire first round until he got knocked out. But Yeah, I mean, if if you take that as a points fight, he, yeah. he won. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but So they're both capable of, of stand-up exciting fighting. It's just a matter of, of what their strategy will be. I hope they're not standoffish and looking to counter-punch, otherwise it's going to be a bit of a dance in there. Yeah, I, I, I can't see Hall doing that well I think uh, if he does that it'll be for the first round and then he'll just nah I want this yeah I, I don't see him being um, I, I think he's got that arrogance out of it and he knows that he, he's a mid-carder here he's not a main eventer um, yep. like he, he think thought he was um, but he's worked hard he's strung you know three wins together um, in his last three fights yep um, so it looks like he's on the way up and yeah. I think though choosing the name Primetime when you're a mid-carder, it just seems like a little bit well, off. Uriah mid-card hall just doesn't have the same thing. <laughs> yeah, no. What, what would you... Uh, hall? Uriah brick wall hall? I don't know. I don't know. Probably just... I don't know, yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, how about Uriah? <laughs> remember that fucking kick from the house? <laughs> hall? So Uriah's last fight, he actually put on a really good performance for how long the fight lasted, but it was stopped by a cut over the eye, I believe, by the doctor. And it... I mean, there was lots of adverse reaction to it because it was an exciting fight and even yeah. Uriah apologised afterwards saying he wanted to put on a better performance. And so you can look at this one and say on his form, 
seems like that sort of expectation and that pressure from performing the UFC might be off him. A bit of maturity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, look, I think he might get this one out if he um, goes uh, all out. Yep. Um, he, he's got the size advantage. Um, yep. Rafael's no joke, though. I mean, coming yeah. out of Henzo mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Um, it's a legit... This is another great matchup. Yep. Um, they've done really well. So, yeah, the, the only problem I can see with this card is that you may not get the full time out of it. Yeah. You might end up having to show the dark matches at the end because uh, I, I can see a lot of results coming. Not a lot of decisions on this card. I hope so. I'm going yeah. for Hall, but I think this fight will probably a call come down to what Uriah rocks up and what his game plan is, how this fight will go. Because oh. I think Natal is always going to go forward and go for knockouts. I absolutely think Hall can win it, but uh, my money's on Natal because I think Hall might get a little ahead of himself. Um, and I think Natal's a, a better campaigner. Um, he's going to try and frustrate him for the first round and then finish him in the second. Okay, next fight in the welterweight division, we've got Josh, the People's Warrior Berkman versus the Stun Gun. Dong Hyun Kim. Now, the thing is, before this fight's even done, I already know the next fight they should make. They've got to make uh, the Dong versus the Cunts. Oh, I tell you. Uh, yeah. They're in the same weight category. Um, I The T-shirt sales alone. It's got a headline of fight night, surely. <laughs> uh, just, you know, you've got to get in, get out, get in, get out, get in, <laughs> and then it's all over. If there's everyone to watch with your missus, you know, you both got a team to for. <laughs> I'm on team cunts. <laughs> I just hope when you both get along. <laughs> Obviously, a hug and it's kind of funny. He's Dong Kyung, stun gun, Kim. Um, stun gun, really? I think just, he's awesome. There's just nothing wrong with that. Just the dong. Yeah, maybe it doesn't uh, fly in South Korea as much. Oh. Um, but look, Dong Hyung Kim, um, nineteen and three record. His last loss um, was against Tyrone Woodley yep. in his last outing. Um, he would would have been looking to move up the categories and starting, you know, get a bit of a higher ranking and, and look towards um, title fights um, before he ran into Tyrone there. Um, so this is a good chance to put himself back in the um, contention for for some decent rankings um against a real veteran Josh Berkman from uh, the Ultimate Fighter 2 um before he, he's had a a few losses back in 08 in the yep. UFC and he went off um World Series of Fighting and a few other um organizations he did. um and now he's uh, back in the UFC um consummate professional um typical all-rounder as well Student of mixed martial arts too, always learning, always trying to adapt and put new things into his repertoire. But um, his last loss in the UFC was against Pete Sell. So if you remember when Pete Sell was fighting, it was fucking ages ago. <laughs> so he has been around, he's been a campaigner. Well, yeah, it, it, kind of. I mean, kind, technically his last loss was against a roided up Hector Lombard. Oh, yeah. uh, a split decision, which yep. got turned into a no contest. Yep. Um, so he'll be... Um, uh, happy to be fighting a human instead of a horse. And I, mean, I still don't get why that gets put into a no contest. If you cheat, it's, it's you a lot. It should be a loss. Yeah? It should be a loss. I yeah. agree, hundred percent. He had a win over John Fitch, who was roided up too. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he wasn't. Um, still wasn't interesting. I bet. <laughs> well, you got a, a technical submission, which uh, that's interesting to start with because a technical submission means he, was, he went out. Uh, oh, I th- was that the one? I think I remember it. It was Steve Mazzagati, um because um, Berkman Berkman stopped the fight. Yeah, Mazzagati, um in mm, typical Mazzagati yeah, fashion, too late. didn't know what was going on. But yeah. Berkman looked at him, said he's out, and stood up and went there. He, yeah, I don't want fucking, to kill the bloke. Yeah. Why haven't you fucking stopped the fight? Um, so it shows that he's a, he's a smart man. Um, he's not um, you know not just a savage. Yeah, 
And yeah. Dong, Dong, 19 and 3. And if you it's, look at that amazing. last last uh, no contest, if he gets that win, I mean, it's amazing that he's only been there or thereabouts with that record and he's been fighting... Oh, sorry, his last one was against... Um, Tyrone Woodley. Tyrone Woodley, sorry. No, uh, Josh Berkman had the no, no contest. That's right, yeah, Josh um, But, I mean, you have a look at his losses. He's only got three losses. Yeah. Tyrone Woodley, Damian Meyer, Carlos Condit. Yeah. So it's it's showing that he's just below that level. And yep. they're all, those are all TKOs, though. Um, and, you know, to flying knee and punches, rib injury and punches, which... So body shots, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so his, his uh, ability to defend his body may not be so great. But, uh, you know, I dare say that's something he'd work on. And I think this would be another great fight uh, and another result fight. All first-round losses, too. Um, those uh, um, TKOs. And, what, UFC 84 was his debut. Used to fight in deep organisation. Well, if there's not one for the line, then... <laughs> if he was headline on that card... <laughs> oh, you reckon the cunts go to deep? Oh, well, if... Go deep into the cunts? Go deep cunts. Uh, yep. Deep dong. <laughs> uh, so you reckon both of these guys now leave the UFC go back to deep and uh, you got uh, Dong versus Cunts going deep <laughs> deep mm. deep Dong Cunts deep impact featuring Dong and Cunts <laughs> um, so who's going to win got to go to Dong who's fine uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I think Josh Berkman might get across the line I, I, I think uh, the Stun Gun's got this one nah I'm all about the Dong we, we know that <laughs> Last fight of the preliminary card, we got John the Magician Dodson versus Zach Funsize Makovsky. Now, if Funsize isn't another dick joke, I, I can't see what is. Because, did you say can't? <laughs> Actually, with the chocolate bars, Funsize. What the fuck is the Funsize is the tiniest. That's horseshit anyway. Funsize should be the biggest. Yeah, I think we're stealing stand up comedy acts from 1984. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Now, this is a funny old fight, um, being the last of the prelim card and not on the main event. Yep. Um, you, you were saying um, uh, John Dodson's last... Uh, sorry, not last fight, but he's had a win over um, Moraga. Yep. Um, in uh, his last outing, which was uh, mid-last year. Yep. Um, and Moraga's on the main card and Dodson's not. He is. What I was thinking, because Dodson's got his um, hand up for the next title shot against Demetrius Johnson. And I know that... They've had problems with that weight division in not getting the credibility that they deserve as mixed martial artists. And Dodson spoke about it. I know Rogan speaks about it all the time as well. And so what I'm thinking is that maybe putting Dodson on the undercard or the prelims, which means he headlines the Fox free fights. The free fights. Mm. Which means they can start building up some sort of personality behind him and then start building up that fight against Dodson and really bring awareness to that division because... Uh, Probably the worst thing about it is that DJ is just flogging everyone. Well, I mean, there's something in that too. I mean, Uriah Hall said the same thing, that he'd rather be the main event on the undercard, yep. if that's the free fight. Oh, Uriah Faber, I, I think. Yeah. Uriah Faber, sorry. Um, Misha Tate, I think, has said yep, the same yep, thing. she did. Um, and I was thinking about that today uh, with Demetrius Johnson. He's not the most charismatic guy either, yep. because I think that the there's a bit of a myth that people yeah. don't want to see the, the lighter weights. Yep. Because right now, Conor McGregor, people will watch. Yeah, he's yeah. not a heavyweight by any stretch of the imagination. Yep, um, but he obviously sells himself and <laughs> yeah. can back it up in, in, you, in the ring. You see, uh, Jenna Jameson came out saying she's a massive fan of Conor McGregor. She came out saying she's a massive fan of everyone. She had Warney, she had <laughs> the soccer player. I think she's just a massive fan of attention. Yeah, that too. That too. Um, now, fuck, where were we going with that? Yeah, I had something else as well. Demetrius Johnson. And people yeah, watching, um, people watching the lighter weight fighters, and how 
Um, There's a different level of appreciation right. for lightweight fighters. Uh, you know, the heavyweights, you want to see them toe-to-toe, building the piss out of each other. The lightweight fighters tend to be a bit more cerebral, and uh, it's, it's more of a mixed martial art. Um, they've each got their own game, and they're each trying to impose that chess match on each other. And that's what I think a lot of people uh, need to learn to appreciate in the lighter weight fighters. I don't know if it's, it's that technical. Um, for me, the, the lighter fighters, they just seem to be, uh, they are full on, let's go, bang, 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 and it's so fast. Um, one of the criticisms has always been they lack that knockout power. Um, and I don't know how many finishes Demetrius Johnson has in his career, but it's obviously, it's less than yeah. what you'd expect out of a heavyweight, for yeah. example. But I mean, I don't think that it's such an issue. I mean, if you saw, um, if you had some sort of comparison with significant strikes versus um, knockouts or TKO yeah. finishes within those weight divisions, at a complete guess, I'd say you'd probably find more in the highweight divisions. I think that's reasonable to expect. Yeah, I think the, the heavyweights definitely have more one-punch knockout power. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt about that at all. But the, the lighter guys tend to punch in bunches. They'll throw four or five hit combos or they'll mix a knee in or a, a, a kick in. And I think they tend to be a bit more complete. Yeah, especially um, the the pace that these guys will push for a full you know, five-round fight, if it happens mm, to be a five-rounder. Yeah. Um, this one's not, it's only three, um, but it, it is non-stop action all mm. the way through. You, yeah. you won't see rest periods or anything like that, um, especially from John Dodson. Yeah, yeah I mean... pushes such a, a, a pace. The super light, the flyweights and below have to be top-class athletes with great cardio. Um, just because you can't survive otherwise. Uh, some of them will have a fairly decent weight cut, but a lot of them, they wouldn't walk around a lot heavier than that. Um, something we were looking, uh, when we were checking out the um, history of these two fighters, um, Zach Mikowski has actually replaced John Dodson before and, mm. and got the win. Yeah, yeah um, Scotty Augustin, who's no, you know, he's no slouch. No slouch at all. Um, so again, it's, it's another great fight they've put together. Um, and both guys, yeah, look, if Dodson gets a win, he's back in the title picture. Um, if Zach gets a win, I think he can start to make claims to that. Yeah. Well, like we were talking about before with um, the recognition in this category, DJ actually came out and said that as far as he's concerned, he's a fighter. And he thought that if he kicks people's ass, then the, it's up to the UFC to promote him and yeah. do all that sort of stuff. He didn't, he didn't want to and said, I've got no interest in being a promoter. That's not what I do. I fight. I yeah. thought if I take care of, of my, my end inside the cage then the rest take care of itself. So yeah. I think he's felt a bit disrespected in that in that sense. And he's got a point because th- there is proof in that. I mean, yeah. like we mentioned Conor McGregor, he's the antithesis of that. And someone like a Chael Sonnen yeah. who wants to promote their own fights yeah. and it works for them. But you have a look at Anderson Silva and GSP. Yeah. Neither of them are, you know, yeah. big guys on the microphones or no, anything like that. Not at all. But you'll come and watch them because they fucking win. Yep. So I think Demetrius Johnson is caught in that sort of middle land. Yeah. Um, if he was... You know, 30 pounds heavier would it make a difference yeah. you don't know but- and, and would that affect his fighting style too I think though the comparison with Anton Silva he did stuff that was pretty entertaining in the ring exactly um, yep. and GSP he, he did a bit of trash talking in his time uh, I'm not very impressed with you with what you do is old. Yeah, but I think I saw the cue cards on that yeah. one <laughs> he, um, not impressed with your performance not the best actor but um, it those guys had such long winning streaks, it didn't even matter. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, you keep winning. And, and yeah. Although, to be honest, I, I could take or leave GSP's fights his last few. Though. Well, that's the thing. As I was saying, you know, if you're exciting in the ring, um, racking up big big wins or wins losses doesn't matter. Yep. Um, if you've got a big long winning streak and they're boring ass fights, mm. yep. then you're struggling to fill arenas. And I think that that's um, my opinion, a lot of boxing as well. Like, 
they call it a fight, but it's not. It's a boxing match. And if you can punch the guy and run away, you can win. That's fine. And I think some UFC fighters have that same mentality. They'll try and win by points. Um, legitimate way to do it. Uh, it's just not that entertaining. These two are not those people either. No, that's the great but part. John, well, John Dodson's a fucking ninja. No, I'll tell you, yeah. he is excited as fuck. So before we bore you out of this weight division, watch yeah. John Dodson, okay? Because this is an exciting weight division. See, now here's the problem. Because John Dodson is exactly that. He is energy personified and he's always fucking smiling. Yep. Um, great. Um, I think if he was the title, this division would... Uh, sorry, if he had the title, this division would be doing a lot better. Yeah. He has 16 wins, 10 by a finish. Yep. But you look at the other end of the cage... You got Zach, who has nineteen wins with yep. twelve decisions. Yep. So that's why it goes the antithesis. Yeah. For that reason, that's why I'll, I'm hoping Josh, uh, John Dodson wins because yep. yeah, I want Dodson to win. Yeah. I, want Dodson, I think Dodson will get there. I think uh, maybe you get a finish, but more than likely it'll be a decision. I think it'll be wrestling versus. Um, don't even know what you call Dodson. Ninja. Ninja was <laughs> just yeah. yeah. Go with Ninja. Okay, so now on to the main card for UFC 187. Um, five fights in the main card, um, which is good. Like we're saying, this is the biggest card they've put together this year. Yep. Um, what else I thought was interesting is five fights, five weight divisions. Oh, so, yeah. so they're really trying to show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, the, the, the breadth of talent they got. Yep. So you got flyweight, heavyweight, lightweight, middleweight, and then light heavyweight. Yeah, I didn't uh, notice that until you pointed it out. There you are. Yeah, something uh, interesting I, I noticed this morning. Um, so we got uh, on the first fight of the uh, main card, Joseph Benavidez versus John Moraga. Um, and like we're saying, uh, this is again in the flyweight division, the same as uh, Dodson and Mikowski, Yep. Um, who, and all the, these guys have all fought each other a lot. Uh, I yeah. think um, Moraga's got two losses to Dodson. I think he's got two to, yeah, two to Dodson, uh, one to DJ, I believe. Two to Dodson, one to, um, to um, Demetrius Johnson. And Benavidez has uh, two losses to Demetrius Johnson Yeah. Um, in, in title fights. So they're all... In or around that, yeah. uh, just it's a bit like um, the women's bantamweight. They're a, yeah. a touch below. And it seems, um, seems like a, a mix up between that and when we had um, JDS and Kane, Kane in the heavyweights. Yeah, it's just those two, and we're hoping yeah. someone gets to that level. But. Daylight next, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Benavidez um, coming out of Team Alpha Male as well. Yeah, um, who have been on a tear lately. Um, They've been doing very well. Yeah. Um, got a title down there now, so it's giving a bit of confidence. It's just a matter of trying to hold on to it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 
Um, I think uh, we're going to see um, there are no slouches in this main event cards. Yep. Mm. Um, sorry, the pay-per-view cards. Um, this fight has just got class written all over it. It's going to be go from bell to bell. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if, if you put money on this card and you can pick the card, you deserve whatever odds any Vegas man will get you. Yeah. Because yep. I I think there's so many fights that can go either way depending on who turns up, how they turn up on the night, how they prepare. You know, there's no uh, lay-down Mazir of the card at all, I don't think. And there's no middle names either, which I'm um, out of jokes. Yeah, what, where's the where's the nicknames? Yeah, we're on the main card. We've had and we've had a main card worth of nicknames in the preliminary yeah. and the fight pass, um, letting us down. Some, somewhere, Bruce Buffer is crying. <laughs> um, so well, that's maybe we can help him out then, Joseph Benavidez. Fuck, actually, that's a bit of a hard one. Uh, <laughs> You're going full improv there. I got this. I got this. Um, oh, oh shit, <laughs> Joseph Bender Benavidez. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Bender was Mexican. Um, ben Vidias um, isn't, but sounds like he's been. <laughs> he's probably been by Mexico at some stage. I think. I think we can say with a certain level of confidence that there's some um, Latino um, background there somewhere. Yep. So yeah, Bender. There you go. Done. Yeah. All right. Um, thanks. So you can send the check to clickingballs.com and uh, John Moraga. Um, John Crav Moraga. Done. Done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Solving problems today. Um, so I'm a solutions man. The actual fight. Um, I, oh, I, fuck the fight. Yeah, I think Bender. Bender gets this one. Yeah, I, I think Bender's got it. It's going to be a really interesting fight because the repercussions of these uh, Jodson fight and this fight are really serious in, in regards to how they're going to shape the title fights for the future of this weight division Yeah. so saying that I think Moraga might just get across the line but this is anyone's to take and yeah, both these chances both these fighters are in the chance I, I imagine during this fight Mighty Mouse is going to be in the front row and they're going yeah. to show lots of camera cuts to him <laughs> funny enough um, with Team Alpha Male there this is probably going to be the best view you'll have of a fight yeah. the front row is going to be full of people that are like 4 for 5 <laughs> Second row, good one for you. Yep. <laughs> this one's for the ones at the nosebleeds. All right. So, uh, Benavid, it is same for you, everyone. Yep, yep. All on it. All on. All on Joseph. I mean, so. Okay, the heavyweight fight from the main card, and <laughs> what a fight it is. Yep. Travis Brown versus Andre Arlovski. Yeah. Just, I mean, heavyweight is the right division. This is mm. such a good yep. fight. When you talk about warriors, these two have put their hand up. And we're talking about Mark Hunt in the UFC Adelaide. Yep. Um, Andre Arlovski has that same sort of background where he's been fighting all over the place, just loves to get in there and brawl. And he's been taking on people that are bigger than him, and he's been knocking them out. So. Dude, I... Just recently, actually, I was, I was on YouTube, saw his episode of Bully Beatdown. Oh, really? Oh, dear fuck. That. Yeah, he, he did what he had to do. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, if you're a regular bloke and then Andre Olovsky's across the ring from you, you know, with the uh, the, the canine full, claw yeah, the mouth guard. Beard. Yep. And he looks like he belongs in some sort of paranormal zoo where they keep werewolves and shit. In yep. fact, how his nickname isn't the werewolf, I, I don't know. I think they missed a massive opportunity there. Pitbulls are fine, but he is just a savage brawler and love watching a fight. Yeah, the, the, guaranteed this fight. It's just yeah. going to be highlight reel after highlight reel. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they didn't schedule it for five rounds um, or even, I don't think three rounds is going to happen. 
I'm surprised that they've, there's still three fights to come after this. Um, yeah. the, ring, the ring might not still be up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that or there's going to be plenty of blood all over it because these what, two people just really like to stand there and bang. Uh, the next guy's in, which I think is Cowboy and uh, someone else. Um, Stay with this fight? Yeah. No, the next guy's in better be ready because uh, this fight won't last long, I don't think. It'll, it could go either way, but I think it'll be a, a big time, not a long time. Travis Brown's last fight was against uh, Brendan Schaub. Both these guys have got wins against Schaub. Yep. Um, was that the fight where um, Schaub had the conversation with uh, Joe Rogan afterwards? Yeah, it was. And Schaub, he came out and he was talking about that fight. And um, he said, he said he actually got knocked out by uh, Brown with one of his punches, I believe. And he goes, I turned into a white belt. Like, I knew what I had to do, but I just couldn't do it, and I was just done. He said, then I got another punch, and I came back. I came too, so I was ready to keep fighting. <laughs> yeah. By that point, the referee had already stepped in and, and called it off, and he's like, what? But I'm, I'm ready to keep going. I'm awake now. Yeah, but- and so I think we give um, we actually give the uh, assist to Travis Brown for retiring Shaw down to uh, the light heavyweight. Yep. Um, Rogan gets the full points for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely the assist to, to there. Um, but, I mean, look at Travis Brown recent history. Yep. I mean, there's no scrubs. Like, whatsoever. Holy shit. We've got, we got Bigfoot. You've got Gabriel Gonzaga, yep. uh, Alistair Overeem, Josh Barnett, Fabricio. I, I think the Overeem one, he really exposed Overeem's uh, glass, glass jaw. jaw. Yeah. And everyone's... Um, Overeem was built up to be this uh, wrecking machine. You know, the next Brock Lesnar when Lesnar jumped out and... Well, when he kicked Lesnar out. Well, yeah. Literally. And then Brown comes in and just lights him up. And it, it really destroyed Overeem's reputation, I think, that fight. You look at his history, and I'm just starting to question whether he's actually a fighter or if he's a Sasquatch hunter. I mean, <laughs> K-O, he's K-O. taken out Gonzaga, he's taken out Silver, he's taken out Overeem. He's taken out Barnett, Verdum, Shaw. I reckon he's just looking for Bigfoot, and these are the people that come into his path, so he well, takes them out. He yeah. does have a nice one over McSweeney as well, which uh, anyone who remembers that uh, the heavyweight series of Tough will remember that McSweeney was a twat. Yeah, most of them, weren't they? Overrated. Um, actually, he had a loss to Verdum. Um, but yeah, if, if the Sasquatch hunter is what you're calling him, then you look at the hairy bastard across the cage. <laughs> like an it, it's right in his wheelhouse, this one then, isn't it? And I think he, I think Olsky's only called the pit bull because werewolves weren't cool when he started fighting. <laughs> Actually, I remember seeing one of Olsky's fight where he, he shaved down, like he had a, a regular haircut, Bullshit. no beard. And I'm just like, what the fuck? This, this isn't right. He still had, sucked. <laughs> he, I think he got beat, actually. But he still had the... Um, the the vampire mouth guard, which you know that's yeah. his trademark, but uh, yeah, no, I, I this is going to be a hard uh, a hard fight to pick because it, it really just depends on who gets that first heavy punch in. Let's be honest, if you're picking this fight, you're just guessing. Oh shit, yeah. I tell you what, I know how it's going to finish. It's going to finish by TKO. I yeah. just don't know who. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Nah, that's look, I, I I'm behind. Uh, I think Travis Brown is going to get it done. Um, Andre Arlovsky's been excellent since he's come back to the UFC. Yeah. Um, very been popular. for years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you'll always be on the... Whenever you see a highlight reel of knockouts, you'll always see him getting knocked out by Fedor. Yeah. That big flying when you come yeah. in from flying. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not a out. short knockout reel, though. Yeah, Fedor's but, knockouts. But, but the thing is, he was giving Fedor a touching up before that happened. He was getting beaten. And he just happened to go to a flying yeah. knee when he backed him in the corner and Fedor knocked him the fuck out. Precious few can say they had more than a minute's dominance over Fedor. Yeah, at least in his prime. This wasn't yeah. his prime. It was mm. actually in a ring. <laughs> That's how old it was. Um, but so yeah, I'm on, I think Travis. I'm on Olovsky. Um Just because, like you said, it can go either way. just depends who gets that first heavy combination in. Because um, if someone is on their back on the ground and the guy's not in guard, someone's getting the fuck beaten out of him. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to go for Olovsky only because we've already seen Hopper lose to Verdum, and I, I mean, I don't see Hopper giving too much to Kane at the moment. But and, and the thing is, I've never said Olovsky would take it to anyone, but he always proves you wrong. So he's the person I'm going to go for. Well, you can't put your house on either fighter, but it'll be a great fight to watch. Yeah, yeah, awesome fight. Okay, the next fight um, in the is, is welterweight division. Um, Donald Cowboy Cerrone versus John the Bull. Mc- Ah, oh, fucked it up. McDessie? McDessie, yep. I think this is one of, the, one of the few fights where we can leave one of the fighters' nicknames alone. Uh, Cowboy Cerrone, he, he's got that. Uh, loves his hat. Loves yep. his hat, gets loves in there. I, I dare say he's uh, no stranger to a bit of boot scoot when he wants to. One of the hardest working men in, in uh, mixed martial arts um, because he just he's always putting his hand up for a fight. Um, you know, It doesn't matter when his last one was. If somebody wants a late call up in yep. a different weight division, Cerrone's there. And the funny thing about Cerrone is he's not just always putting his hand up for a fight. He just wants to do anything to get that adrenaline pumping. I've never seen the interview where they talked about it. It might have been on one of the countdowns or something like that. But he says he's actually terrified of fighting. Like, fighting actually really scares him. So what he does is he goes out and he tries to do activities that scare him more than fighting. Right. <laughs> so he goes skydiving. He goes um, bear hunting. Goes Bear um, hunting. Yeah, he goes, goes, goes hunting and shit. Um, goes water skiing, jet skiing. Just does any high, high adrenaline sport he can do so that when he gets in the cage, he's not scared. He's not scared anymore. Well, yeah. for somebody that's terrified of fighting, he certainly goes the, the worst way about it. Bloody he oath. Just keeps putting his hand up. Yep. Um, which makes it, you, you've got to love him uh, as a fighter. Mm, yep. The only um, sad thing about this fight is yeah. I so wanted to see him to fight to him. everybody. Um, that is just, that should be headlining any other car. Yeah. And here it would have been the third um, third from the top. Um, but uh, John the Bull um, McDessie. Ste- ste- steps in at uh, late notice. Um, some of the um, banter backstage at this card could be very interesting. Oh, it has. Considering the Fear the Fighter um, controversy that's going on. And uh, John Dodson is one of the blokes that's uh, not too happy about it. He is. And the other one is Gerhard Musasi, who actually fought um, on the Philippines card and had a win and had a lot to say about it as well. Uh, still, yeah. So there's um, pending legal action, I yeah. believe, and um, so some of the backstage banter could be could be one of the biggest fights of the night. Well, yeah, especially considering uh, Cowboy has uh, he's come out saying that the Reebok deal is going to cost him sixty thousand bucks on this uh, this fight. He would have had sixty grand more in terms of sponsorship had Reebok not had exclusive contracts with UFC. So both, uh, well, one fighter saying he's been shortchanged, other fighters been allegedly shortchanging other fighters. So. Money turns out to be a really big uh, motivator in this fight. They both need money to, to pay their bills. Um, one of them hasn't been, and one of them isn't getting paid. Um, Thirteen and three, um, John the Bull. Yep. Um, so he's uh, coming off a, a win against Shane Campbell, um, which I, I've got a feeling it was a, um, a call-up fight as well. Yep. Um, it might have been uh, Campbell was uh, the late call in there. Um, so it's good to see that uh, he'd be making friends at the back office at least. Well, I said it was a catch weight, so I'm guessing it must have been a late call-up. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I just can't remember which one was the call-up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the, the Cowboy, um, one of my favourite fighters going around, like we said. Mm. Um, he's got to be everyone, one of everyone's favourite fighters, surely. Oh, How can you not like him stepping in the octagon? He's exciting and he's a nice guy. Should make the hair on your balls stand up. I mean, what's he got? Uh, seven wins in a row he's coming off. Yeah. Um, the last couple have been decisions, but they've been really exciting decisions. They have. I mean, yeah. remember those uh, soccer kicks in there? Yeah. Um, was, was that against Miles Jr.? Yeah, it I was. Think. And he's like, they just got good to me. Like, that was personal, those <laughs> ones. But he, the way he was winding it up, too, yep. you know, he's, he's, yeah, it might be 
points. He's not going for a knockout. Yep. But he's going, I'm making sure this is fucking hurt. Yep, exactly. He's um, like, I don't want to stand up. You stay there. I'll lay into him. Um, so I'm, I'm all about the cowboy for this fight. Well, it's pretty hard to overlook yeah, him, um, especially with a late call-up with uh, McDessie. If it was Khabib, it would be you know a much more tough decision. Uh, but... Again, I just it's a, it's a shame because that would have been the, yeah. a title, um, you know, yeah. number one contender. Absolutely, um, and both riding huge amounts of hype. Yep. No, I just think uh, I'm on Cerrone just because I think McDessie might have a, a bit of a hard time making it to the ring. Uh, especially yeah. some of the blokes backstage can hold him. So uh, if he's limping in, <laughs> you know he's going yeah. out hard. I tell you what, if McDessie gets a fight bonus, he has to keep it. <laughs> he's not leaving the office with it. Yeah. There might be a few people hanging backstage. He's, hey, mate, anyway, he could get one thanks to Cerrone because it's Cerrone loves, loves a big fight of the night bonus. Oh, that, oh, I hope that happens. I would love to see this get fight of the yeah. night bonus and then just, just a few, guys, a few guys hanging back. It, it, being serious though, it will struggle uh, to get fight of the night with two title fights yeah, on the card, yeah. plus the heavyweight fight that we just spoken about, yep, yeah, yeah. Um, and some of the others. It's going to be one of the biggest um, contests of the night. It's going to yeah. be who gets those awards. Um, but yeah, that's uh, three of us all for the cowboy. Okay, and the first of the title fights on the night. I mean, first thing we talk about um, two title fights on the one card. Yep. Is it overstacking, do you think? Because um, obviously, you know, we spoke about this could have been the first New York card, so they really did want to yeah. make sure it was a big one. Um, or was it overstacking, or was it just making sure they had at least one title fight happen because well, I, of people dropping out and whatnot? I well, think, they did have people dropping out. Yeah, and they still um, kept the title fights in. Mm. I think uh, the, the big thing, they did want John Jones there, yep. uh, obviously, but uh, it just turns out that that was not meant to be. So, because Uncle Chael told us it was, it could be, <laughs> and it was. Oh, Magic Chael, he, he loves our psyche predictions, and he, he was right. Um, the, the truth is that none of these fights are supposed to be in this card because um, <laughs> Jones was supposed to fight, uh, was it DC first or no, uh, yeah, Gustafsson? Then they got injured, so they had to put yeah. that off. And also, um, Weidman was supposed to fight um, <clears throat> Vitor ages ago, and they had to put that ago. off. And so it seems like this has been the... I mean, we, we can't have Weidman out any longer. Yeah, so chap. He yeah. has to fight, otherwise he's going to take away his belt. And I mean, with the uh, Jones one and um, Rumble, that was sort of... Uh, only came about after Rumble started putting on that domination. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, As soon as he came back in, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the first one we got to, in the middleweight, uh, Chris Weidman undefeated versus Vitor Belfort. Uh, like, like you're saying, it's been uh, nearly 12 months um, yeah. since we've seen Chris Weidman in the ring um, who's been uh, his last three fights actually against Brazilians yep okay two of them were Anderson Silva um, yep. yeah but uh, not many people can say they've beat Anderson Silva twice yeah nobody can exactly <laughs> uh, even though the first one you could say you know broken leg no that was the second one oh, the second one sorry. the first one was the the slip yeah, that's which right. wasn't a slip not at all slip. Yeah, not the fuck where out. he was skiding off um, yeah. he won he, uh, of course he did yeah won convincingly um, and I don't think uh, you know Anderson Silva had a really long run and fair play to him and now his run's being cut short again due to outside uh, yeah he's got bad issues um, but Chris Wyman um, coming up against uh, Vitor um, I think it does depend on how what kind of Vitor shows up yeah because um, we've seen you know he's changed he's dropped down divisions even um, yes. since uh, the rules about TRT and, uh, yeah. and the rest of it have changed yeah um, so, so it I mean, he was impressive in his last outing. 
um, uh, Vito that, that is been impressed in his last probably few outings and that's just going to be under that TRT question with is he going to be as explosive as he has been you know, in the last mm. couple of years is he going to be able to really put the pressure to Wyman because Wyman's always going to come forward that's his game yeah. Yeah, he's a wrestler he's strong he's got good dirty boxing he's going to have to put him on his ass and try and pound him he's awesomely well rounded um, the only thing I like to say is um, if this was Vitor five years ago. Yeah. What a f- fantastic fight. Yeah. Well, even even as he is now, his record, his losses in recent memory are only to Anderson Silva and John Jones. I mean, I, yeah. and a lot of people can say that. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. There's not much shame in losing to those two guys, which are the most dominant fighters this generation with uh, probably GSP thrown in as well. And always beat John Jones too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that armbar. Sunk in that armbar and it was hooked up. It did lots of damage to Jones' arm. Jones didn't tap. Um, so, I mean, his only losses are in title fights in, in the last few years. Yeah. Um, and here he is in another title fight. And he's going to be looking to take his head off. That, that's what his game plan is going to be. He's going to try and avoid um, getting too much, too close. He's going to be trying to be in and out, sideways movement, throwing some wheel kicks. Um, he wants to make him think. The only thing is you look out for the takedown. And um, Wyburn fights out of Serralongo camp. Yep. So he's got great experience on the ground and great experience standing up. Yeah. Just a matter of, of how fit he's going to be. Coming off a rib injury, he's saying there's, there's nothing wrong with it, but... Of course you're going to say that. A lot of fighters have said that. <laughs> yeah. Even Manny Pacquiao said that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be who comes in um, the better. But um, yeah. it, it's, it. I mean, I think the champions, it's going to be and still yep. at the end of the day. Yeah, I think um, so. But, mm. uh, geez, uh, the phenom, um, yep. he, he can turn it on. And if he turns it on and starts with a flurry and one sneaks through, it yeah. can be over really quick. And, again, that's what we've been saying about this card. That it's very uh, unpredictable. Anything could happen and there's no sure bet which makes for exciting fights. And I'm with you. I think Wyburn, just for the sole fact he beat Silver twice. Yeah. Um, you know, to be the man, you've got to beat the man. And if you can beat him twice, you you become the man. And just quietly, um, the last time a Vitor Belfort fight went the distance was 2007. Well, another thing about Vitor, if he wins, would this be the longest spell between belts in an organization for people? Oh, I don't know. Um, the, the only other thing I, uh, person I can think of comes close would be Randy Couture. Because he, he was 19 when he got his first one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Couture didn't start fighting until he was like 40 or something, I, I think. So. You mean a gap between... Uh, Winning one belt and then the next getting one, it again. First yeah, yeah. Um, look, if it isn't, um, then it, only because that's the only other one I can think of that yeah. has a, a real gap in between yeah. championships because there's not many people that lost the belt and, yeah, and got, got it back. back. I think very few. No, Mir didn't have interim, did he? Yeah. Did he not get an interim? He, he did. Um, yeah. He, until uh, Lesnar. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. But he had, did he ever get the heavyweight way back in the day? I don't think so. I think it was, yeah. It would have been around Tim Sylvia days, I reckon. Um, I, I don't think he had Oh, a, he had that bike. Yeah, bike, too, bike. Yeah. I think he was yeah. lining up for it. Um, yep. Um, and then he didn't get it. Um, so it'd be another great comeback story um, if Vitor gets it. But Absolutely. Um, I think the All-Americans got this one. Yeah, I, I I really like watching Vitor Belfort fight. I think he's a fantastic fighter, but my money's just on Whedon. Yeah. Whedon's got a good chin too. He can take some punches, yep. he can take some damage. He's a big boy. He's really big. Do you reckon he'll go the distance? No, I no, don't. I hope not. Um, so then, on to the main event. Um, I've got to say, in a way... Um, the absence of John Jones um, is slightly disappointing um, yeah. because I thought that uh, Anthony Johnson might be able to actually take it to him. Yeah. Um, and uh, but having said that, DC versus Anthony Rumble Johnson—that's an awesome Ooh, main event. Yeah. I mean, look, you can not, you can say what the fight isn't, but what the fight is is more than enough to for value for money. It's going to be a spectacular fight. It's going to be 
two guys that are so uh, hungry to prove themselves. Um, you know, they're not just fighting the bloke in the ring. They're fighting the bloke that can't get in the ring as well. They want to pound each other so fucking hard that John Jones thinks, shit, I'm glad I'm not in there. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know if we'll ever see John Jones fight again. No, I don't think we will either. But, you know, you never know. If he does come back, whoever is the reigning champ at the time wants to make sure that Jones knows they're coming back into his house. Um, I reckon uh, it's, it's going to be uh, obviously an amazing fight. I think it might make it interesting with um, the wrestling backgrounds of these two and being a bit more stand-up and bang and then get into wrestling. It's not as freaky as John Jones is doing things that only he can do. It's going to be a bit more predictable in what's going yeah. to happen. Obviously, um, Johnson's going to come out and just go balls to the wall, throw leather. He's a huge unit. He's a big dude. He, he and, is and the thing is, you don't block his punches. Even if he punches you in the arm, that it's shit fucking hurts, man. Um, but I mean, DC, he's fought big punches before. I mean, he's got a win over uh, Roy Nelson, yep. um, uh, in, in Bigfoot, and yep. um, yeah, even if you go Barnett. way back, um, so are the Hulk. You know, there's big yeah. guys he's fought and dominated and controlled. Yeah, them. and even with the uh, the John Jones fight, it went the distance. Like plenty of fighters <laughs> don't go the distance with Jones. Yeah, it, it went the distance, but it he was didn't... never close. Uh, no, no, Jones had it locked up. It was DC won a one takedown, and he was like, "Yep, got my takedown." Yeah, um, and then I, Jones they got about six. I, I think the only surprise was the scores were as close as they were. Yeah, because um, there should have been some ten eight. Oh, there was more action in the press conferences. Let's be honest, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> leading from, up to the fight from DC. But you know, when you talk about strikers, you've got uh, victories over Frank Mir, Roy Nelson, uh, two very powerful uh, heavyweights, and then you know he's fought a whole wide range. Henderson's no um, no slouch by any means. Well, he won the um, Strike Force heavyweight tournament as a late replacement. Yeah, um, and if you saw the competition he was fighting. They were, it was over. He was oversized by a fairly decent amount in each fight and beat them all. And if you saw the yeah. way through Dan Henderson around, he's definitely got the strength there. Yeah, didn't mm. he? Um, I mean, DC's wrestling's always been his base. Yeah, um, and it, you know, the last time we saw him fight was the John Jones fight where his wrestling was embarrassed. Yep. Um, so he's really needs to come out and make a statement. And um, he did talk before he had that fight against John Jones, before he dropped down to the light heavyweight division, that he wasn't sure how he'd be able to get down to that weight um, due to health reasons. He almost died cutting weight uh, one time, so he was concerned about that. So I wonder if um, a bit more exposure down to light heavyweight might work in his favour. A bit more confident now, a bit more into a routine on how to cut weight. Well, I uh, guess it's also a bit easier to get motivated to cut weight when uh, you've got a second shot at the title that you just yeah. lost. Yeah, yeah. Um, if Dana White comes after you've lost the title fight and says, "Do you want another title fight?" Yep. You don't say no. Yep. Um, so if he if he doesn't die with the weight cut, he's going to try and fucking do but it. But if if weight cut is his problem, and this is a late call up, albeit yeah. he's had you know what was it six weeks, yeah, or uh, thereabouts, but it's still it's a late call up. To, yeah. Um, he hasn't fought since the John Jones fight. He's done a lot of commentary. Yeah, but um, the only it. other thing is that he's very, very close training partners with Kane Velasquez. And yeah. Kane's just starting to come back from... Well, not starting to. He's starting to get into real serious competition. Proper. Yeah. And DC's his main training partner. So I don't think he'd be that too much out of shape, which would give him the confidence to take this fight. But it's a matter of if he's healthy because he'll be training with, with uh, Cain Velasquez not to fight, but as, you know, pretty much the dummy, the training dummy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You pick up lots of nicks when you do that sort of but stuff. I mean, yeah, how but, far away? Cain's still a, a while away from fighting again. Yeah, but I mean, I'm guessing so, this is all assumptions. I'm guessing if you're going to obviously go back to get your title back, you want to know you can do it from the start, you know what I mean? I, I, mm. I mean, I don't think Cain's scheduled to fight in the next six months or so. So how can you fight? 
if, if he's your main training partner right. and you can't go flat out with him because he's still coming back yeah. from the injury, yep. I mean, there's an issue there. I mean, yeah. but obviously, I mean, he's coming out of a great camp. There yep. are lots of other monsters. Rock hole down there, I think. Yeah. But even Cain Velasquez coming out of injury, he's still one tough motherfucker. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. But you're not going to go yeah. hard mm. against him. No, yeah. true, true. Especially if he's got a, you know, a, a bad knee. And the thing is, I think Cain could really do a good impression of Anthony Johnson in, in the Absolutely. training gym. You know, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. They both look like they're shaped like a juggernaut or something. <laughs> they've got this big head, looks like it was built for fight. Built to, mm. Like yeah. someone's just added biceps to a potato. Yeah, pretty much. And speaking of um, you know cutting weight, um, that was one of the biggest uh, hurdles in Anthony Rumble Johnson's career for <laughs> yeah. a long time. Yeah. Um, so it looks like now that he's actually settled on a his proper weight division, yeah. um, so he's, he's gone from strength to strength. We talk literally. about comebacks. Yeah. Um, uh, the way he took it to it, um, uh, Gustafsson. Yeah, um, was scary, and that's why I was so looking forward to him versus John Jones. And look at his resume. He like he's had a fight against Dan Hardy at welterweight. At welterweight. <laughs> like when you see Anthony Johnson fight, just have a look at that frame and try and imagine him in GSP's weight category. <laughs> it's fucking impossible. I I think that might have been one of the fights that was scheduled for welterweight, but it's actually catch could have been too. Could have been too. Yeah. He <laughs> had a lot of those fights. Yeah, but just trying to trying to get down to that and. Failing miserably, it seems it's kind of funny it's taking so long to, to get up here. Well, there has been a talk recently about changing the uh, weigh-in procedure, so yep. you actually weigh in on the day. I like um, it. I'm, no. I'm up for it, because I think the weight cutting they do can be pretty dangerous, and we have seen fighters come in, and they don't look right. They It may very well be they didn't sleep the night before or whatever, but some of it has to be the fact that they dropped 30 pound in a week, and they've just come in too weak. The only problem with that is that they did that with boxing and people would still cut weight and then they still fight. And so I didn't stop them doing that. But yeah. here's what I thought, because I've been thinking about it, is that I'm sure there's some way to figure out what water content you've got in your body, like percentage-wise or something. Yeah, they do either conductivity tests or they can do a combination of um, x-rays and uh, ultrasound and that sort of thing. So what if you had to make weight within a certain percentage of it being um, water? Because the main the only- problem with with that was that your brain uh, uh, the water that encases it shrivels up so that when you take any shots to the head it does a lot more damage than what it should do because there's not much water in there protecting your brain yeah the only problem with it is how do you um, taper yourself down as you're going in unless you've got you move off weight division so it's not unsafe no no that's the whole point say if we do that so you've got a percentage of uh, water weight yep how do you measure that well, you just said they can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with very expensive machinery on the day. If you're in a training camp, you're not going to have access to a $300,000 uh, ultrasound scanning machine. No, but you're going to err on the side of caution because you have to to have that fight. And so obviously the UFC is going to have that, that there available for you, at least somewhere. It certainly makes it harder. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if it means saving some, some fighters' lives, because yeah. we have had, not in the UFC, but we have had fighters die yeah. um, through weight cutting. Yeah. Um, mm. in Brazil I think it was uh, maybe the yeah, last year yeah well, I think that was the last one yeah yeah. Um, but uh, look it, I'm the same you hate to see the fighters come in and look emancipated yeah um, <laughs> emaciated emaciated <laughs> no, they, they, hopefully they're all emancipated they, they freed the fucking slaves too they some of them look like fucking slaves when they come in they're that fucking skinny um, emaciated um, I was going to say we just got one from M1 didn't we <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah look I mean I, I'd don't like the weight cut side. Yeah, so, um, but heavyweight for the win. I think yeah. the answer 
um, is have a look at somebody like Rumble Johnson who was struggling to cut weight. Yep. Now he's gone into his natural weight division. Yep. He's one fight away from being fucking champion. Yep. So what does that say? I, and you I think you don't need to fight at the lower well, weights. You know, one thing that um, I've kind of wanted to see for a while, we've seen so often UFC fighters who are coming off their third loss just get cut. Why get rid of them? Uh, why not, oh, you know, say once a month, bring back the old tournament, open weight, open rules. Uh, they go into an eight-man elimination. Everyone who doesn't win loses their contract. They're going to lose it anyway. Fuck it. And yeah, you're going to get some poor bastard weighing in at 125 fighting a Roy Nelson-sized bloke, but shit, still good him entertaining. And if you're going to lose your job anyway, fuck it. You don't need to turn up. Yeah, I think the Nevada Athletic Commission might have a problem with it. Well, they didn't back in the day. They did, exactly. They didn't have a, a piece of it either back in the day. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one thing I was thinking about, now you mentioned tournaments and things like that, for the finales of Ultimate Fighter and uh, shows like that where it's supposed to be an exhibition, I don't understand why you couldn't have um, one eight-minute round um, tournament that had three rounds. So you had three levels of the tournament fighting one eight-minute round, which makes 24 minutes of total fight time, which is under the 25 minutes of a title fight. Yeah, I mean, there's reasons you can do it. I mean, tournaments are one of the greatest um, yeah, things. Yeah. Like, mm. If you watch a tournament in one night, yeah, exactly. You know, especially when you talk jujitsu, you can see that kind of thing. Yeah, um, you know, back in the day, um, UFC, you know, one through to twenty or whatever yeah. it was, it, it was exciting. Yep. Um, and it's certainly one thing that's missing. Yeah, or well, hell, maybe the UFC can just resurrect the pride flag and just have that only as elimination tournaments fighting out of Japan. I think they don't ever see the word pride ever. It's <laughs> just like a stuck in their crawl, still, that one. There's probably still a bit of money owed. <laughs> they got some really expensive stickers and some gloves. And... But look, I mean, back on this fight, um, Rumble um, is on an absolute tear. I, yep. His win over Phil Davis, especially, I think, yeah. tunes him up for this fight. Yeah. Um, because uh, Phil Davis and uh, DC are similar fighters. Yep. DC does everything Phil Davis does better. Yep, I agree. Um, I'm just, I don't know what DC is going to come in um, to, to the octagon, which is why I think Rumble, young man, Rumble. Oh, look, yep. it, everything, um, everything Rumble does is fantastic. And I think uh, a lot of experts are going to tip Rumble. And I'm hard-pressed to come up with a reason why you wouldn't win, but um, I'm going to go for Cormier anyway. Fuck yeah, it. Fair enough. Well, I mean, it's it's not any means given, but um, I'm going to go for Rumble. And speaking about, uh, we'll about John Jones, I think he will come back as a heavyweight, but probably not for a good three years. Oh, I'd, You're I'd, in a big layoff. I reckon a big layoff because you go to jail. Oh, <laughs> but, um, obviously, you got to pump weights in jail. You're going to come out, you're going to fucking want to fight cunts. <laughs> well, probably not cunts. We fight someone in his weight division. Yeah, cunts is uh, <laughs> cunts weight. Is weight yeah. <laughs> but uh, look... I actually would uh, love to see John Jones fight a heavyweight because I think he would get uh, fucking pounded because what he does is brilliant. But a lot of that is based on his speed. Um, and I think with the extra muscle mass against guys that have a lot of uh, super heavyweight muscle mass, he, he might struggle. You say that, but DC was undefeated yeah. at heavyweight and um, John, uh, sorry, uh, John Jones manhandled him. And the thing he is, wasn't even close. John Jones only has to weigh 216 to fight a heavyweight. You don't, you don't have to weigh the 260. And all of them are cutting down now because that's just the way they found uh, effective to fight heavyweight. Like, they all seem to be between um, 230 to 240 at yep. fight, at fight um, weight. Look, I, I think if he goes up to heavyweight, John Jones can compete with um, with Kane, with JDS, um, and, and Verdun, yep. who are at the top of that class. Um, I think he can take it to him. Ooh, I would yeah. love to see him versus Verdun. I think he will, because yeah, he's, he's only young and he's growing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You tend to go up in the weight division. I'd love to see him, him versus um, Rockhold or something like that. Like in his middleweight. Um, sorry, no, Rockhold's middleweight, isn't he? Uh, it could be. I can't remember. Anyway. 
Um, so we got uh, two rumbles and one DC. Um, but uh, one thing that is guaranteed is that at the end of it, we'll hear and new. Yep. Um, yep. F- from uh, from Buffer. And that's got to hurt Jones, doesn't he? Just obviously knows it's going to happen, but just hearing well, you know, if someone he's, say and new, if he's not high as balls, then yeah, it probably would hurt him. But uh, although chances are he might just be off the fucking planet. So do you think whoever gets the annu is it still with an asterisk because Jones is out there and didn't lose the title even nah. though they got it taken off him? Nah, you still um, get the belt. I mean, yeah, you didn't beat Jones, but uh, Jones beat himself. Um, I'd like to say no because it is a legit championship and they are the legit light heavyweight championship of the world. But in my mind, there'll always be that, that thing we brought up yeah. where I can't say... This fight in the future, I won't be able to say this fight happened without mentioning John, John Jones. Jones vacated uh, got that title strip. How long have we spent talking about John Jones? Yeah. Um, on the other side of the coin, and look, I agree, um, but uh, to play devil's advocate, you have a look at the heavyweight division, which has an interim title um, yeah. with um, Fabricio Verdum, who's come out and said, This ain't no interim title. This is the real title. Kane yeah. hasn't fought in nearly two years. Yeah. Mm. I love that attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah me too. But, yeah. Um, you know, if you're the champion, you've got to fight. If you're not fighting, you're not the champion. Um, having said that, you know, I think still in six, 12 months' time, we're still going to be talking about uh, whoever the champion is. Yeah, but could they beat Jones? Yep. Um, it is it's the shame of this card. But I think um, while you say it's a shame, it's a brilliant opportunity for two very yeah. hungry athletes. And I, I, I just love the fact that this is for a belt. Yeah. Because it's and- often you see the number one contender fight where all. You know, a guy gets injured, but he wins, and then he's no longer the number one contender, and it drops back a bit, and then there's a long layoff, and you know, it gets a bit muddy. But with this one, straight winner, you get the belt, bang, job done. And I mean, that, and that's the reason DC dropped down to this division because yep. he couldn't challenge Kane for the belt because they were stable mates. Yeah. Um, so he wanted a belt. Here he is for his second shot at the light heavyweight. And for this uh, fight, obviously it was a short notice, so the build-up wasn't as big as the Jones and Rumble package yeah. they already had. But um, they both have talked about if this is legitimate championship in the media lead up to this. And both of them are on the same page. They said, yeah, it is. Look, we didn't make Jones do what he did. Yep. All we did, we train, we fight, and we fight whoever's in front of us. Uh, he said, look, would I prefer to beat Jones? Absolutely. But that's just not what, what I can do. So all I can do is fight that person. Fight the man across the cage. And they have been very amicable in their pre-media talk. And one thing is, I mean, obviously, you know DC as a personality. So you'll have a bit of more insight into who he is. But Anthony Johnson is one of the nicest guys going around. Yeah. Like him and Tyrone Woodley, like, <laughs> the way they are in the media, just so respectful, so down to earth, um, compassionate, and just yeah. empathetic towards their fighters. Like, John Owen Woodley. Yeah. <laughs> well, if there's anyone that was going to be sort of leaders of a fighters union, it would be people like that. Um, well, I think he's also very grateful that he's um, has his second shot in yep. his career at the top level. Um, and again, it's just a fantastic story if he goes home with a belt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there we go. There's the uh, the fights for UFC 187. Yep. Um, the, the biggest card of the year so far. And uh, we'll be back um, afterwards to say how we think it went. Yep. Yeah, and look, uh, if any of us managed to pick the card, um, I'm going to cry because that would have been a fucking massive day. <laughs> this would have been the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be broadcasting from Monaco in the future. Live from... <laughs> From fucking wherever we're fucking are. We'll, Go we'll, fuck we'll, yourself. We'll be in the third row looking over the top of the team now <laughs> <Yep>. for mail. <laughs> All right, guys. Cheers. Have a good Bye. one. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. 
Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.